When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. FPL Game Week 23 transfer targets. We have another FPL deadline starting on Saturday. So today I'm going to take you through who those players are I think you need to be buying into your team. We're going to have a look at those Crystal Palace midfielders, but particularly we're going to talk about Manchester City in this video. Do we think Kevin De Bruyne is ready to be starting games continuously and is Erling Haaland back and available to start for Manchester City against Brentford? What is up everyone, FPO Harry here. Before we dive in, 1,000 likes on the video is the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. Game week 23 means we might have fully a Manchester City team back, fully fit and available. So, is Erling Haaland going to be available to start? We saw on Wednesday evening that Haaland came off the bench. He got some minutes, didn't necessarily look fully match ready, didn't look as sharp as maybe he used to. But I do think he's going to be available to start against Brentford. Now, Pep Guardiola will have a press conference on Friday. So, of course, don't go making your transfers before that, even if there are potential price changes in case Pep does give us a hint. However, we know that Haaland, when he's available, we all want him in our team. They have a double coming up in game week 25. They are guaranteed to play in the blank in game week 26 as well. For me, given that there is a nice rest and the next Manchester City game against Brentford is not until Monday night, I do expect him to start. I plan on buying him into my team and I think you should probably do as well given Pep Guardiola gives us a good update in his Friday press conference. Now, to talk about what generally is going to happen with other Manchester City assets now that we expect De Bruyne to be in and around the team. We saw Bernardo Silva drop out, Foden played on the wing. What's going to happen to Julian Alvarez? First of all, to start with Kevin De Bruyne, he looked so good again. Not owning him for that Burnley at home game, again, just scared me for the whole time. Particularly because I had Phil Foden, who ended up playing out on the right wing, which was a little bit concerning for me. However, the only positive I can take from it generally is that I still don't think De Bruyne is going to be a place generally where he's able to play 80, 90 minutes in a match. I still think it's going to be sub appearances or if he starts, it's going to be 60, 70 minutes, which means Phil Foden should be getting 90 minutes most games and be getting some minutes in the center of the pitch. So 
Foden at 8 million, I still think is a great pick. I still think he's good value. I still think he's going to get more starts than most of those other Manchester City midfielders. I have him, and there's absolutely no way I go and sell him. Kevin De Bruyne, on the other hand, if you have the available funds, I think, yes, you can probably go and chance it. The spacing between games for Manchester City over the next couple is pretty good. However, game week 24 against Everton, then they play Champions League midweek, then they have a double, and then they play Bournemouth. So that is about five games in the space of two and a half weeks. So the chance of him starting all five of those does seem a little bit low. There is always that doubt. But if, again, you are happy with him playing off the bench occasionally, he is the most creative. He is the most damaging Manchester City player. If I didn't own Foden and I didn't own De Bruyne, I would still buy Foden first. I still prefer him for the value, for the nailed minutes, and just what it can allow me to do for the rest of my team as well. Now, a lot of us owning Julian Alvarez will be worried about Erling Haaland coming back. But what I would say is Alvarez is only an issue if both De Bruyne and Haaland start. So if De Bruyne doesn't start, then Alvarez will probably play just behind Haaland. Now, he's not as good there. It means he's not on penalties because Haaland will play, but then he will be on most set pieces while De Bruyne is not on the pitch. If Haaland doesn't play and De Bruyne does, then Alvarez will play up front. He'll be on penalties, but he won't take free kicks. He won't take corners and things like that because De Bruyne will take them. The issue arises is when we expect Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland both to start. Peppers said recently that he expects they're going to have to start to fight for minutes. Alvarez has been important, but now that they've got a fully fit squad, players are going to have to fight for their place in that team. So if I think that Julian Alvarez is going to be on the bench on Monday night, because I do think Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland are both going to start that game currently, Again, the press conference tomorrow might give us a little bit of a clue, but I think Alvarez, for me, up to Erling Haaland is a simple move. Next up, moving into defence. We've gone cheap with our defender this week, and it's actually Newcastle. Newcastle have been very, very poor for about the past three months in terms of their defensive numbers. They actually sit 15th for their expected goals conceded per 90 minutes. That was massively inflated by that Liverpool game where they conceded, I think, 7.5 XG, which was a record high in the Premier League. But really interesting, they are actually fourth for clean sheets so far this season. So they did start the season really well. We did all own Newcastle defenders, whether it was Trippier, Botman, Byrne, Fabian Scher, Livramento at times. There is definitely value there. And with the fixtures they've got coming up, I do think it is worth us considering going and buying back into them if you are in need of a defender this week, particularly a cheap defender. Sven Botman is 4.5 and Dan Byrne is 4.4. I do think Livermento might get the occasional game. It doesn't really look to be happening, but I would prefer just about to go Botman. He just feels slightly more nailed for me at the moment. But Dan Byrne is equally a good pick, probably. The fixtures coming up, Luton at home, Forest away, Bournemouth at home, Wolves at home. They also are playing in the blank in game week 26. It is Arsenal away, but at least you have a guaranteed fixture. For cheap defenders, we own them early on. They are good holds for the rest of the season. Their fixtures are good long term. And of course, they don't have any Europe. So when in between game weeks 24 and 25, other teams are playing in Europe, when there are other fixtures going on late in the season that might cause fatigue and rotation, at least we know Newcastle now are going back to playing just once a week when we know they were a great team. To put this into context of the other defenders that we are talking about at the moment. So, of course, we've got Botman there, who I really, really like. And I do think if you need a cheap option, Newcastle Asset could be a really nice option for the next few weeks. Purvis' Dupinan was taken off at half-time against Luton. 
when they were 3-0 down. Now, I'm getting a lot of questions asking, why was he taken off? The answer to that is we don't know. We don't know whether it was tactical. We don't know whether it was an injury. I personally think that it was tactical. They were 3-0 down. He wanted to change things up a little bit. Personally, I think it was tactical, but we don't actually have confirmation of that until the press conference for Brighton coming on Friday. So, Again, if you're looking to buy Purvis' Dupinant, I wouldn't be put off just by that one result. He does have attacking threat. They have kept clean sheets recently. He is good going forward as well. So with the upcoming fixtures, I do still think you're able to buy him. But of course, wait for the press conference just to clarify that he's fit. Carl Walker is next. He, of course, got benched in game week 22. Didn't play a single minute. Now, I don't... I'm not massively worried for Carl Walker owners that he's not going to come back in, but it does worry me a little bit now that they've got all their defenders back fit. Rico Lewis is still playing really well. John Stones is back. Ake is playing really well as well. So for me, Carl Walker, if you don't own, I probably wouldn't be going and buying him. As we saw again, they are able to concede really sloppy goals late on in games. And if he's not going to start every game as well, when they get to the double, is he going to play both in the double? And if he does play both, they might concede a sloppy goal in one of them. The double also includes a game against Ivan Tony as well, which I wouldn't massively want. So if you own Walker, I wouldn't massively worry about it. But if you don't own him, I probably would go for someone else on here. And the final one is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Now, we thought he would start against Chelsea and he didn't. And his understudy, Bradley, put in an absolutely incredible performance. The upcoming fixtures are okay, but we still have no announcement for the Liverpool double game week coming in game week 25. As time ticks close to the deadline, it looks less and less likely that this double is going to be announced and that we're going to get it. If we don't get it by the game week 23 deadline, it looks very unlikely that it is going to happen. So if you are looking for a defender and you like Trent, I really like him. And that Burnley at home, Brentford away game look fantastic. But I wouldn't necessarily be buying him this week once again, just because Arsenal away is probably not the week to go and pick up a defender. Arsenal have been looking pretty good recently. So I would delay it. Game week 24, you can reconsider Trent. If it gives you a headache in game week 26 because you own too many players from Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea and maybe even Luton as well, like Alfie Doughty, then it is an option that you're just going to have to let go. So in terms of defenders, the hot properties over the past few weeks in the Stupinan, Walker and Trent have suddenly all got issues about them. Stupinan was taken off at half time, but I do still prefer him most over the other two. Carl Walker, again, that random benching plus the double not being that easy. And Trent is good, but he needs to have that double game we announced. Now, looking elsewhere in Newcastle, we're going into midfield and it is Anthony Gordon. We're going to talk about Eze and Elise in a moment. But if you are looking for a midfielder this week, I do really like what Anthony Gordon can offer. He has been so consistent for Newcastle recently. He was very, very unlucky not to get an assist in game week 22 as well. The upcoming fixtures are really nice. He costs just 6.1 million and... A lot of active managers, a lot of the people in your mini leagues will have sold Anthony Gordon. I've held on to him and with Alexander Isaac picking up an injury and with Callum Wilson being a doubt for the weekend, it's very possible in that situation that Anthony Gordon ends up playing up front for Newcastle at home to Luton, which would be pretty good for him. Now, Earlier on in the season, it did happen. He didn't actually do as well as we'd expect, but it is potentially a boost. Whether he plays up front, though, or on the wing, with the upcoming fixtures, I do think he's probably the best cheap midfielder to go and buy now. Talking of other midfielders, so a lot of you will be looking at Eze and Elise because of recent returns. My first thing to say is they are both yellow flagged. They both came off injured. So if you are considering buying these two, as great as I think they are when they play together... Do wait for the Crystal Palace press conference just to make sure that they are fit and available. 
but which of them should you go and buy? The first thing to mention is I would probably only go and buy either of them if they're both available. When one of them plays on their own, they get very isolated and they definitely don't have the link up that they have when they are both available, like we saw at Sheffield United at home this week. So even if you listen to the press conference and he says, Elise is available, but Eze is ruled out, I'm not sure that makes Eze a good option. It only really works if both of them are available. Now, the upcoming fixtures are good, Brighton and Chelsea in the next two, but given the way those two teams have defended recently, I wouldn't worry then Everton away and particularly Burnley at home in game week 26, the blank game week that we have, having a Crystal Palace midfielder could be great for that. But which of them should you go for? I bought Eze just because I wasn't fully con concerned about whether Elise was going to be back available to start in that game. Elise got 16 and Eze got 14. The underlying data does actually massively favour Elise. The underlying expected goals is pretty similar. The expected assist is much better for Elise. And the actual returns is much better for Elise as well. So personally, if I was buying again and I knew they were both available, I think Elise is slightly better than Eze, but it might come down to who's on penalties. And we just don't know the answer to that because Elise took one recently, but Eze had only just come onto the pitch for about a couple of minutes, whereas Eze had been on the pitch the whole game. And Eze was taking them previously. It's, it's about 50-50, so I think you kind of have to ignore that. And if they're both available, I do prefer Elise over Eze. And moving up front, I'm still going to talk about Ivan Tony. Now, up front, most of us are looking at Erling Haaland at the moment, so there's probably not that much time for forward transfers in our teams. He does have Manchester City at home this week, but we've seen he's come back into that Brentford team. They might not be winning games. They might not be looking incredible as a team, but two goals, one assist in those. He's averaged nine points per 90 minutes so far since his return. The underlying data is there. He has the double in game week 25. He's guaranteed to play in both blanks in game week 26 and 29. If you're not sure about what I'm talking about with the blanks and doubles, I released a chip strategy video yesterday. So go and have a look at that just where I clarify everything for you. But if you aren't set on Haaland this week or you, or you already own him and you're looking for a forward this week, just don't look further than Ivan Tony. Don't be put off by the fixtures. He's returning against whoever he plays and he is so consistent in FPL. And finally, we look at a few differentials. The first up is Kieran Trippier. Now, He's maybe not that low owned, but he's pretty low owned in active teams and a lot of players will not have the ability to go and get him because of the value that he is at, at 6.7 million. He picked up an assist in game week 22, back in the attacking returns, plus the fixtures coming up are really nice. I do think the ability for him to hopefully get some hauls over the next few weeks is definitely there. Yes, I like Botman. Yes, I like Estupinan, but if you have money spare and you are looking for a defender, Trippier could be a fantastic differential. Moving into midfield, it's Douglas Louise. Now, Aston Villa's upcoming fixtures are really nice. He could have had returns. Now, Aston Villa didn't look great against Newcastle, but they have looked good in recent weeks. They had a couple of penalty shouts. He is still playing quite advanced as well. He's only 6.5 million. Would I buy him over Gordon or Elise or Eze? No, but those are going to get a lot more transfers in this week. And some of you like a little bit of a differential. And finally, it is up front. It is Raul Jimenez. The cheap option I would still go with at the moment. I know Adarabayu just scored a hat-trick, but he does blank in game week 26, which does give you a little bit of a headache in your team. Burnley away, Bournemouth at home in the next two fixtures for Jimenez is a really nice couple of games. So if you are looking for a cheap forward, Fulham are still clicking. Yes, they were kept nil-nil against Everton, but I do still rate them as an attack when Willian and Jimenez 
both do start. So top transfer targets, particularly talking around Manchester City and Erling Haaland. Are you going to be buying Erling Haaland into your team for Game Week 23? Let me know down below in the comments. I currently am, but I will discuss all of that in my team selection video, which will be out on Friday morning. Thank you all so much for watching. Like and subscribe before you go, and I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.